Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Soshing with Suntwe. Today is a little bit different. We're having one of our panel discussions, which is great. Uh, I love these panel discussions because we get to yeah. look at topics from all sorts of different perspectives. Um, from here, we're looking at this topic from uh, three very varying perspectives. We've got me from Zimbabwe. We've got Greg from uh, Bristol, the U United Kingdom, and we've got Jim from Florida in the USA. Woo! So um, we're going to be talking all about navigating change. For those of you who haven't been with us before, please drop a comment. Anyone, even if you have, drop a comment. Let us know you're there. Tell us where you're watching from. And guys, get involved in the conversation. Um, I'm going to put it out there now. Since the topic is navigating change, put uh, Drop in the comments something in your life where you've had to navigate change. Let us talk about it with you. Let's discuss it. Let's, if you're going through something con uh, at the moment, let's, let's dive into it a little bit. Maybe, maybe we can offer some perspective. Maybe we've had some similar experiences. Maybe someone else in the comments has. Um, and uh, let's work these things and get some uh, good education on the whole thing. Um, for those of you who don't know, uh, Soshing with Suntwe is a weekly broadcast. And um, we are here every week different guests, different topics, different things. And uh, every week we try to broaden our horizons. We try to explore as many perspectives as possible and bring you as much um, ideas and cool shit as we can because uh, we want to uh, broaden everyone's horizons, especially me. That's, that's my goal. My whole thing is just to broaden my own horizons, learn as much as I can and get as much information from as many different sources so I can make good educated decisions on, on everything in my life. We're not here to push agendas. Um, if you've seen ones before, we, we explore perspectives without trying to push any specific outcome. We just give different views and you do it with, with those, with what whatever you like. Bah, I started rambling. Um, if you uh, will excuse me now, I'm going to hand over to Jim. Uh, Jim and Greg are going to introduce themselves, tell you who they are. Jim's going to take it away a bit. I'm going to do what I normally do and do all the sharing and stuff. So instead of sitting there looking at me blankly while I do that, these guys will take over. So uh, thank you, Jim. Thank you, Greg, for being with us. And uh, let's get the show on the road. Awesome. I'll let Greg do his intro, and then I'll do my intro and kick off the topic, if that's cool. So, absolutely. Thanks. Thanks, Jim. Thanks. Thanks, Paul. Um, well, I'm Greg, and I'm a small business consultant or coach, and uh, I write books, do a podcast, um, you know, have a few different things cooking, create courses and stuff like that. But I'm generally... Uh, a person who's very, very interested in the mind, most of all. Um, and um, so I couldn't be on with two better guys here. Uh, so that's basically me. I'll hand you over to Jim. Awesome. Uh, I am a, an entrepreneur, a newly minted entrepreneur. Um, I also am um, interested in mindset and, and personal development is the core of pretty much everything I do in my life. Um, launch a business this year in the middle of COVID uh, was a traveler avid traveler previous to that hope to do that again um that's, that's how where I met. we met <laughs> that's where we met uh, i was backpacking my way through through southern africa and we we just happened to meet which was awesome um and so that's a little bit about me and so let's dive into the topic paul and i were kind of chatting uh about what topics we could we could discuss to provide value to people and what I love about uh, Paul's platform here is he uses it to serve as many people as he can. So we were thinking, like, what is something that would be valuable to everybody? What's a topic that that people are always thinking about, always dealing with, and and could use just different perspectives on on how to approach? So we thought, 
how about change? <laughs> this has been a year of change. It goes without saying um, for everybody um, in some challenging ways and some positive ways. So I love the way Paul put the, the word Paul put before change, which is navigating through change. See, change is going to happen whether we want it to or not. And so the key is to not resist it. The key is to navigate through it. And so with COVID and, you know, the economic situations, the political situation here in the United States, we're having an election that's been uh, just a crazy one for us. And it's, uh, you know, there's change happening and people are kind of just concerned about what's going to happen. So the key is that word navigating through change. And when you're navigating through change, it makes you feel like you're more in control and like you're at the steering wheel of the ship navigating through change rather than being a twig in the ocean getting you know, kicked about everywhere and not knowing where to go. We all feel like that sometimes. Um, but more often than not, we want to focus on how can we grab onto the wheel of, of the ship of our life and just steer through this storm. It's not going to be a straight path to where we want to go. But if we focus on what we can control, um, how we can use change for to better ourselves and to, to learn from the challenging changes that happen in our life, that's how we can not feel so helpless. Because uh, that's another thing that I think a lot of people have been dealing with this year. So um, I'm so excited to discuss this topic. I'm very passionate about it, having gone through a lot of changes in my own life, a career change, a relationship change, a health change, and, and then those other ones I mentioned in, uh, that are going on in my country and in the world. So um, that's, that's kind of the way I'd like to kick it off. Um, are there changes that you guys would like to talk about that you're, you're experiencing in your own lives and in your countries? Yeah, I mean, you know, as I just reflect what Jim was saying as well, that if people want to sort of send messages in and say what they're going through at the moment, I know that this is one of those surreal years where something like this doesn't normally ever happen. So everybody's going through some psychological changes and having to adapt and change the way that they live day to day and the way they think, you know, otherwise we can go mad or, um, you know, um, have severe mental health problems. And I think that, um, as, as Jim said, I mean, change is what the universe is. We are all changing consistently. Um, it's just that, as he said, that we we need to focus on what we can do about changing because we cannot control everything around us all of the time but we can control how we perceive our lives to be in the state we're in and we can control what we focus on so that we can make incremental steps towards reaching our goals so um you know sometimes as we're all different it takes some people longer to reach goals than others and um i know for me it took me a long time to reach some of my goals because i always had one of those creative type minds that always thinking about one thing and another and could never quite complete one thing so i had to learn how to do something properly and effectively but also to get the help i needed because i think one of the greatest things we can do is to get help from those who are actually in some ways maybe better than us at some things so we don't have to try and do it all by ourselves and i think that's when people feel helpless isn't it when they uh they have all these things going around in their head and they feel as though they have to try and cope with it when sometimes you just need to be able to talk to someone um someone needs to be able to uh have a you know have a chat with you and listen and i think that's so powerful 
Um, so, yeah, it's it's great to be here, and it's great to be with these two guys. And what what's your sort of thoughts on it, Paul? So I just want to pick up on something you said there about surrounding yourself with people that might be better than you at doing certain things. Because my philosophy is that I always try to hang out with everybody better than me. <laughs> I want to be the dumbest person in the room. I want to be the 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 most the least successful. I want to be the the I want to be at the bottom of the rung with the people that I'm hanging out with. Because if you always remember that uh, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. If you're spending yeah. with time with the people below you, then you're making a big mistake. You don't want to be the smartest in the room. You want to be the dumbest because those people that are above you will bring you up. And as you go, you'll you'll start to grow towards those those uh, individuals and start to aspire to that sort of lifestyle and that sort of mentality. And that's what brings you up the whole time. Um, even back in the, you know, if you go back into the the kayaking days, I always aspired to try and be on the water with the best paddlers, not because I think I'm any good. Mm. No. But when you paddle with the best paddlers, your your paddling increases. You get better. If you're constantly in your comfort zone or at the at the top of someone else's comfort zone who's below you, you're not going to actually get anywhere. And don't take it the wrong way when I say above and below. I'm not uh, trying to belittle anybody out there. I'm just saying that we're all at different stages and different parts of our development. Someone who's below you on the river might be above you on the on the mountain. You don't. There's no uh, on the grand scheme of things. There there is equality and humanity, but um, in specific skill sets and specific things we need to grow with, you need to you need to aspire to be like those above you, not uh, not uh, you know not the ones that are below you on the journey that you're trying to achieve. Um, the the thing that I find so amusing though is the human resistance to change and um, how change is something that the human mind seems to resist extremely extremely hard. We don't want change. Why do you think that is? Why why are we so resistant to 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 change? Jim, oof, uh, I'd love to jump on that one. Uh, gosh, <laughs> I I think it's because what we have seen before, like you mentioned before, our comfort zone, right? So when something, when our circumstances or something changes, I think there's a little bit of fear that I'm going to have to learn something new, or I'm going to have to get out of my comfort zone again. I, I just got there. Like now I have to go out again. Come on guys. Um, you know, I think there's, it's just a little bit of that fear of the unknown. Um, you know, so often we'd rather deal with, with, uh, well, I forgot what the, the, the term is, but like, we'd rather deal with the known devil than the unknown devil, you know, uh, it's uh, better the devil, you know, than the devil you don't. Yes. And I think so, so great, often, great phrase. Yeah, I, I think so often that can that can hold us back. But I think I think what am I trying to say here? Uh, yeah, the the we'd rather deal with known things. Um, and I think we, what helps me in these situations is if there's a change that I'm worried about, um, I just think back to all the other changes that I've been through in my life, and I think like. When I started eighth grade or freshman year of high school, like I was terrified. I was like, I know I want to stay in eighth grade. I know that place. I know, I mastered that realm. Don't make me go into a new one where I'm <laughs> at the bottom again. Like Paul was saying, I'm at the bottom end of the totem pole and everybody knows more than me. Um, but how did it turn out, right? We all survived. Uh, we all survived high school. Um, but 
so when I'm dealing with a new change, I always remind myself of all those times when I thought this new environment was going to be so difficult and I couldn't handle it. Uh, I used a, an old example of high school, but for me, learning salsa dancing, I always experienced that when I got to the next level, I always wow. thought, oh, I'm never going to learn this. Like I'm not Cuban enough. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I just reminded myself, Jimbo, remember you thought that on day one and look at how you're doing with those basic moves now. So I think our fear of change comes from a little bit of self-doubt, but we can regain our self-confidence when we remind ourselves of all the things that we've, all the changes that we've overcome in the past. And then we realize like, I don't have to become somebody different in order to master this change, in order to navigate through this change. I just have to be me because me is who got through all those other changes before. So mm. I, I think it's just important to, to put things into context like that. I've got two things to add to that. Firstly, I can relate totally on the salsa dancing side because when I used to do ballroom in Latin, um, I used to, uh, the ballroom side of things, I was confident as confident can be. The structure was good for me. The, 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 the formality of it was good for me, the everything. And I was always good with that. That was inside my comfort zone. But then the Latin side scared the shit out of me because now you have to try <laughs> Like Latin, you can learn all the steps in the world, but no one can teach you to be sexy. Mm. <laughs> and uh, and when you now have to try and be sexy, it's a little bit uh, intimidating and you feel so, so fucking stupid. <laughs> so on the salsa side, I completely relate. And it took me a long time on the Latin side to try and find my sexy, you know. And uh, yeah. many might argue that it still hasn't been found, but that's that's another discussion <laughs> for another day. The other thing is, I um, talking about the the the, the change stuff. It, it all boils down to the old thing of fear, doesn't it? And um, and fear is always in fundamental basics of of our human psyche. And basically, you're in love or you're in fear, and you're either in a state of progression or in a state of recession. Those are the two two hmm. situations. And I I was listening to uh, another podcast recently. Just for anyone who doesn't know, I am an avid podcast listener. And I am religious about a specific podcast. If you want to go and uh, listen to it, it's called Impact Theory. It's amazing. Um, and I, I listen to podcasts when I'm working out, when I'm training, when I'm running. I listen to podcasts when I'm driving. I, I listen. My, my thing is if I'm not, if I'm doing something where my mind is idle, I listen to podcasts because that's time that, that I can put education in my head. So if I'm running, I'm educating. If I'm driving, I'm educating. If I'm... Uh, sitting there lifting weights i'm educating i don't listen to to music in those times music is for dancing and partying um <laughs> Maybe so, party too much i don't know <laughs> but uh, the podcast i was listening to had an interesting thing they were talking about our fundamental um basis of fears that we had uh, like social fears and the fears that that we have uh, based on social fears because we are basically herd animals community animals that live in communities and in the Back in the day, uh, our survival depended on being a part of the group. And the worst thing that could happen to you was to be ostracized from the group because then you'd be chucked out into the wilderness and you'd probably die. Mm. So we've evolved away from being afraid of the lion and the tiger and afraid of the, the, the animal that's going to eat us. And our fear is based more in uh, um, like excommunication from the community. And they called this, they called this, um, this phenomenon FOPO. So it's fear of people's opinions. <laughs> and um, 
And we need to realize now that we've evolved past the point where uh, where extradition from a community is going to kill us and that it's not going to kill us and that people's opinions are not actually going to do much to us. So that is where the progression comes is when you realize there's nothing actually to worry about and we're not going to die from other people's opinions, then you can start moving mm. forward on it. Mm. I might have gone on a tangent. <laughs> no, I want to pick up on that, actually, if you don't mind, is, is go for it, mate. Talk about human conditioning as well. And every single person's got a, a backstory, you know, and every an experience going back. And we've all got some, I, I guess you could say, limitations or uh, certain areas which we may need to work on a little bit because someone once said to us that we weren't good enough or you should do better or whatever, you know. Mm. Um, and I think that if we don't tackle our own conditioning, that, then that's what could disable us because obviously the human mind is is capable of such immense growth continually. Um, and, and it's the one thing that we negate the most very often. So we live in... in in, in very uh, limited routines and, and habits if we're not careful because the, of the comfort thing of course and and, and of the fear of um oh i've been down that street because i've never been there before you know and i think the more you expose yourself to things you haven't done you realize that actually the image you've built up in your mind is so intense just like the same kind of energy you give to a great holiday memory but for worry you know um that it can disable you before you've even got there and actually prevent a lot of people from reaching their own full potential, you know? Um, and it's a bit like the fear of death or, or public speaking stuff. Now, I don't fear death only because I've studied it. And I've studied near-death experiences and I've studied, you know, I've looked at lots of TED Talks and things like that. And, you know, I'm an open-minded person. I don't necessarily believe one thing or another as such, but I'm open to be proven, something be proven to me, right? So... My philosophy is that, you know, all of us, we are like a plant, you know, we, we're born, we live, we die, that's it. So, you know, the, the, the more we accept the last part, it actually makes you feel lighter because you're not walking around this theory of, oh, one, something's inevitable, why spend your whole time worrying about it, you know? Um, certainly that's my philosophy and, and I think that anything that I've worked on where I've realized that I'm resisting something, I try and recognize that resistance and see, well, what is at the root of that problem? If it's, if it's something like public speaking, you know, am I scared of going wrong? Am I scared of sounding stupid? Am I scared of uh, everyone looking at me? So I, I try and write down these things and look at them rationally and, and tackle them one by one. And actually, you know, it, it's, it's a great sense of renewal, isn't it? When you can walk into a building that you've never been in and go to an event that you thought you'd worry about and you've you're there and you're, you're you're alive you're comfortable you've made it and but you've made yourself feel kind of terrible getting there and and it's i just think that you know we can learn from our own past so so much because and 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 what what jim said earlier about you know uh, there's so many things we've had to go through that we forget how awesome we've already been you know in so many ways. And I, I think we need to focus more on, on some of those things we've done to give us a bit of a lift sometimes, you know, and remind ourselves that we are capable of so much more than we actually think a lot of the time. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. I, I want to uh, mention too, that, you know, we're talking a little bit about um, kind of external change that, that happens, um, you know, like experiences we've had and the economy and the political environment, all that. 
But I, I want to also bring into the discussion, um, like internally initiated change. So mm. not not change from the outside, but like what are changes that we want to make that originate from us, like change on purpose. Um, I have an example I want to share of a friend that I, I'm super proud of him because uh, he went through a big change in his life. Um, but before I share that, I want to I want to share something I learned from a mentor of mine, Tony Robbins. He says that. Um, beliefs are what drive behaviors and a lot of what if we're feeling empowered to go through a change or we're feeling helpless it really comes down to our belief of are do we feel like we're enough or do we do we feel like we're capable of of handling and navigating through this change so i had a friend uh he was telling me about how he wanted to get back into shape uh he felt he said um <clears throat> you know i was when i was in high school i was an athlete and now I just, you know, I work out intensely for a week or two and then I stop and I fall off and I've gained weight and I'm just not happy about it. And, you know, I want to get up at five, six in the morning every day and I want to run and do these things. And, and uh, he just started thinking about all these things he had to do. And what I always remind myself and others is that before we focus on what we need to do, we need to focus on who we need to be. And that ties into our beliefs. So I asked him, I said, when did you stop being an athlete? And he said, what do you mean? I said, well, you, you said you were an athlete in, in high school and college. When did you decide that you were no longer an athlete? <laughs> and that got some gears turning in his head. He was like, I don't know. And I said, you never stop being an athlete. You, you can reclaim that immediately. And you can give yourself, I said, and, I, and I asked him the question, what do you need to believe in order to reclaim that identity and, and live that out in your life, being an athlete. I didn't even talk about a workout plan or anything like that. We started with that. And I asked him to answer the question. He said, well, I would need to believe that I never stopped being an athlete and that if I've done it before, I can do it again. And I said, awesome. I just felt this energy coming from him. I felt like this this like thing happening up there where as soon as he said that uh, he shifted his belief. And yeah. as Tony taught me, your beliefs drive your behavior. So I followed up with him like a month after that conversation. He's like, dude, I've been working out five days a week, lost a couple pounds, gaining back some of my muscle mass. My girlfriend's working out with me now. And that was a while back. I talked to him again two days ago and I checked in. I said, what's, what's, how's that going? He's like, dude, I'm an athlete. I'm an athlete. I've been working out consistently for four months now. And that's just what I do. Cause that's <laughs> what athletes do. And I was like, Oh, I got goosebumps. I was like, dude, amazing. He's like, dude, thank you. And I'm like, no, you did all the work. <laughs> I just told yeah. you a little, uh, a belief thing, but that's beliefs drive behavior. And we have to think about who we need to be first before mm -hmm. we focus on what we need to do for these changes. And that's so important because if our conversation went into, okay, so 6am Monday to Friday, you got to knock out four miles a day, and then you got to eat, you know, X number of calories. And if we got into all that science stuff, which is important first, it, it wouldn't have felt right. It wouldn't have worked because I, I think what happens is if we don't claim the identity first, then the actions, we feel like we're an imposter. We feel like, who am I like, we might have some success from just grit and, you know, willpower, but all, if we don't claim the identity first, 
then we're going to feel like we're just not being ourselves. But if you say, I am an athlete, therefore I, and then answer that with what you want to do, what you need to do, then it, then that's how you can stimulate some of that change in your life. I have a couple of, I mean, I've, that's one of several examples I have of people, but I just, I have found that to work so well with people. And so I wanted to share that with, with the listeners here, if they want to think of like, okay, what do I do? Where do I start? Start with who you need to be and start with your belief and ask yourself the question, who do I need to be in order to achieve this outcome, achieve this transformation that I want to go through in my life? So I've got two things to add. <laughs> I'm busy, like, as you're talking, I'm like writing little notes. Because like, <laughs> I keep hearing and then I forget. My brain, my brain doesn't, doesn't I feel you. things long enough. Um, so interesting with what you're saying about being and um, uh, coming from your belief system first. Uh, I think we've been conditioned a lot in the world, especially in the last probably 50 years where, you know, the commercial world has really taken yeah. off. By commercial, I mean advertising and media and you know, people constantly telling you what you have to have and what you have to buy and what you need to have to be happy about Gosh, this yeah. and buy this and she will love you and spend your money on this and you'll look like you've got a big willy when, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and, and all that nonsense. And we've been given this have do, this have do be attitude. If I have this, then I can do that, then I can be that. And if I have this, then I can do that. And then I can be that. If I can have all this money, then I can do the retirement and I can be happy. Whereas uh, you really need to flip that around and, and start from the be, then the do, then the have. So if you, do, if you work from a be, do, have point of view, then you're winning, in my opinion. Yeah. The second thing that society has conditioned us to, to believe for a very long time, I can't say how far back, but if I, if I look at my dad's era, and uh, just to give you an idea, my dad's probably not the same as your dad's era. My dad was born in 1927, so he's a he was a, an old man. Um, I think I think my dad's era had a more more um, realistic approach to life when it came to discomfort, because again, we we resist change because of discomfort and fear of uh, and fear of uh, going outside of our comfort zone. And I think the thing that's been started to be bred into us again from the advertising and the, the have do be attitude, have this, then have this, then is that they've, they've conned us into believing that discomfort is the bad guy. Mm. Whereas in actual fact, comfort is the bad guy, not the discomfort. The discomfort is what galvanizes you to move. If you sit on a chair and it's uncomfortable, you get up, you move, you find a better chair. If the chair is comfortable, it doesn't matter if it's in a bad place, you'll still sit in it. Mm. it's wow. a really really strange analogy that just popped out of my head i don't know if it works but it, it, it seemed right at the moment and <laughs> we need the discomfort in order for the growth to happen you go to the gym you feel discomfort your muscles grow you go to the gym you feel no discomfort your muscles are not growing chum exactly yeah um so i think the the association that's been built around discomfort of it being a negative thing is awful and if you change your perspective and your attitude around it then um then if discomfort becomes your friend and discomfort becomes something you really strive towards and discomfort is something that you push yourself into at every given opportunity, it becomes your comfort zone. Mm, and yeah, yeah. Uh, for, the, <laughs> for those of you on the podcast, you can't see my face. There's a lot of uh, gymnastics going on here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> facial gymnastics. Um, 
but yeah, I think it's so important that that shift in, in mental state of going from discomfort from discomfort being a bad thing into a, into a, into a positive thing is what is what's important. And that was a massive shift for me. I was in a terrible mental state, a terrible thing of entitlement. Like I deserve this, I should have this. Why don't I? Blah 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 blah. And I was killing myself as a result. And mm. only when I suddenly decided I'm going to embrace the discomfort. I'm going to embrace the, the growth process. I'm going to take accountability for myself and stop being such a little fucking pussy. <laughs> Don't be too far on yourself now. Sorry? Don't be too tough on yourself now. <laughs> then I realized, you know, you're, you're being an entitled little prick. You need to pull your head out of your ass and actually galvanize yourself and do something. So, and, and, and what a beautiful journey it's been since then. So, uh, yeah, that's my five cents on discomfort and have do be uh, versus be do have. Uh, please feel free to crucify me in the comments if you disagree. Uh, <laughs> I'd like to chat it out as much as possible. <laughs> I got about that, which is uh, also that, you know, it's, it's not um, <laughs> it, everybody knows that if we if we stay comfortable, we often get overweight. Right. Or. You know, I'll just keep drinking pints. I'll ah, be all right. You know, or get comfortable thinking the wrong things. But we, we we're gonna, you know, it's it's gonna hit us back. You know what I mean? Because you know, our physical health's gonna go down the hill. Our mental health's gonna go. Down. So we we've got the signs and messages. You know, it's just they're so so obvious that people don't people miss them. Yeah. They, people just mm. get so much set into a groove that they think that that's what their life actually is. So their perspective has them in this uh, mental, physical, whatever, emotional situation, which isn't real. It's just based on uh, and what they're thinking. Of course, we craft our thoughts, you know, and we create them. So we are not necessarily our thinking. And if we ever get into a stage where we can be still and be human beings and meditate or just sit somewhere in nature, we, we start to sort of connect again with, with this feeling of strength and power and realizing that, you know, the crazy world around us isn't us you know it's it may be around us maybe a lot going on and as as you were saying as well paul but about the um conditioning and, and with the media uh, and social media and so on it's 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 kind of like a double-edged sword isn't it technology with that because we can use it as a great tool like this but if, mm -hmm. it, if, it, if we abuse it we become its slave and and then it starts to eat us up you know because we kids are becoming too narcissistic they're they're having all kinds of things done to themselves to look acceptable to what they think society thinks they should be. And it's creating a, a whole host of sadness. And, and I just think it was a hell of a lot simpler when I was young to just have, have fun, go out partying. And I know that all teenagers go through phases of uh, uncertainty and not fitting in and so on. So it's, it's tough enough as it is. But now with this added <clears throat> medium, as it were, um, it, can, it can really pile on the pressure for, for the young folk. And, um, I think people just need to be aware of what they are becoming attached to and addicted to potentially, because it's those things and those signs, which you just got to be a little bit aware of. Uh, and the more we try and escape the lives that we're in, that, that really is just proving that we're running away from something which needs to be dealt with. Um, because, you know, yeah, we all like a nice holiday. We, we all imagine it and we've got great memories of nice holidays and we have a break. But the reason we enjoy it is because we don't have to think for that period of time. But we can learn not to think as often as we like, more so, so that we don't do our own heads in, you know? 
and we've got to remember that we, we are the masters of our own minds and lives. Um, you know, so it all starts with not necessarily self-evaluation, like analytical, but, you know, self-awareness, self-understanding, self-care, and, and just putting the mirror back in front of our face and just saying, what is it I really want to achieve? But why? You know, what will that give me? It's not just necessarily a reward uh, that someone's going to say, yeah, you're brilliant. It's got to be done for us, by us. On that, about uh, worrying about what other people think as well, there's two things I want to say about that. Uh, this is going back to the, the, the FOPO thing, the fear of other people's opinions. Uh, one, if they don't pay your bills, don't listen to their opinion. It means nothing. Secondly, never listen to the opinion of someone you wouldn't ask advice from. Yeah. Literally, I think that's a big thing that I had to learn is that I used to get disheartened by the opinion of random, random people. And then I, then I heard that and I was like, yeah, I would never ask that person for advice. So why the fuck do I listen to their opinion? Um, again, I'm just going to say I'm sorry to everybody because I know I'm swearing a lot, but I, 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 I don't want to, I don't want to fake anything. I'm just going to be me and I do swear a lot. And it's just, I'm, Damn I'm, it all. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a passionate guy. <laughs> So I don't I want to be fake with you. I want to be real at all times. So apologies. It's authenticity and being ourselves. And that's <laughs> that's where the power is. It's not being somebody that society wants us to be or that we think we should be just to fit in and not cause any noise or trouble. We've got to be authentic with who we are, where we're coming from. And um, I don't give a shit what anyone thinks of me. So, you know, that's one of the mantras I, I applied a long time ago because what was causing me most pain was exactly that. What do they think? What do they think? What do they think? What? And I was causing my own misery and illness, you know? And at the moment I let, I just said, hang on, I can just let go of this. It doesn't yeah. matter. If I actually tell myself, I don't give a fuck what anyone thinks of me. Excuse my French again, guys. Uh, <laughs> listeners, this isn't like a swear fest. Um, <laughs> then, you know, I'll be a lot lighter and, and happier. And actually, it really does work, Paul, doesn't it? It, it well, I'm going to be honest with you because I, 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 I'm quite a sensitive sausage, and um, <laughs> <laughs> so my feelings do get quite hurt, and it's 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 something I'm still working on. Like I do, I do take it to light. It's, you know, I, I find it also much more difficult to deal with. It's funny if you're being a dick and someone has a bad opinion of you you take it quite easily. But if you're genuinely trying to, to do good or generally trying to, genuinely trying to help and trying to, to um, better something, whether it's someone's life or the world or whatever it is, and then someone has a, a rough opinion on it, it, that really stings, eh? It can do, but I, I think we cannot control anybody else. And they, they could have a whole series of things going on in their own lives, like... They may be jealous. They may be depressed. They may be angry at something they've done and they, they wish they were you, you know? And, and so I sort of think, I sort of forgive them. I say, I'm sorry that you feel that way, but I'm not going to hold that energy in my head. Yeah, true. Oh, I definitely want to jump in here with that. I, I love what you guys are saying about um, just this natural urge. We have sometimes to care too much about whether people think of us. That's going to last long <laughs> lifelong journey for me as well um and love what you guys said about it what i would add to that too is is it, it's not the things that that bother us the things in the world the things that are said it's the meaning that we give to those things 
So if somebody says, mm. your shirt looks terrible, um, or I didn't like that thing you did, <laughs> that's harmless until we convert it into, I'm not enough. Mm. And that's kind right. of, that's a very simple way of phrasing it, but that's ultimately what's happening. Like we translate something they say into like, I'm not enough or I'm, I'm not loved or whatever it is. And so we, we can stop it there and, and shift what meaning we give to that thing. Uh, it, it's so powerful, the power we have to choose what things mean to us. I have mm -hmm. a really funny example. Um, I was driving on the highway in, in Miami and people around here drive like crazy. And somebody cut me off on the highway, swept right in front of me. And my friend who was in the passenger seat starts swearing at the guy, like, what an asshole, blah, blah, blah. Now I'm swearing too, but I have to for the story. He's like, what an asshole, he could have killed you. He doesn't care about anybody's lives but his own on this road. And I'm laughing, not at him. I'm laughing at the other guy. And he stops, he stops shouting and he's like, why are you laughing? This guy could have killed us. And I said, I feel really bad for him. And he said, why? I said, well, he's probably really got to take a poop. And he's trying to get off the road. He's going to poop his pants. I like, good luck, fella. And, and here's the Great. thing. This, we both experienced the exact same thing, the right. same stimulus. Right. And he gave it a meaning of that person doesn't care about my life. And I gave it a meaning of, I hope that guy gets to the loo in time. And right. I'm not condoning terrible driving. I'm just saying I have no control over what just happened. We have no control over the past, but we do have control over the meaning we give to it. So yes. the meaning he gave resulted in increased levels of cortisol in his blood and negative emotions. And the meaning I gave it resulted in laughter, humor, and dopamine. Uh, that all came down to one choice about what meaning we both gave to that event. So when somebody says something about you or something happens, just remember, you can ask yourself, what mean, what do I want this to mean to me? What meaning can I give to this that will allow me to live a, a, a high, a better life? You know what I mean? And we yeah. can do that about things that are happening now. And we can do it about things that are happening in the past. Um, sticking with the example of the road, if you're stopping in traffic, instead of thinking this is a disaster, um, think, oh, I can listen to another podcast like what Paul does, or I can use this time to call my mom or my brother who I haven't talked to in a while. I'm, it's, it's, I've always training my brain to look for what empowering meaning I can take out of a situation. So, um, hope you guys find that interest. I hope it's valuable to some of the people mm. listening. Uh, if, <laughs> if somebody cutting you off on the road is <laughs> hopefully, uh, doesn't happen to you all the time, but you can make it fun instead of stressful next time. Well, that's, that's a great thing to, to touch on because, <clears throat> You know, I, I, I overanalyze everything, and I used to be very, very mm -hmm. temperamental when it came to people cutting me up, as my girlfriend will tell you anytime. <laughs> Don't mention it now, but basically, <laughs> um, I've had a lot of, you know, terrible times where I chase people and everything. You know, and, and I put it down to, is it my Italian temper? Is it my genetics? Is it uh, the struggle I'm going through in business? What's causing it? And, and I did, as I was going through a process one day where this was about to happen, I thought, I can't do this again. And just as Jim was saying, quite rightly so, I laughed at the situation. And then there was no emotional feeling God washing through me. It was just very light. And I thought, it's 
one of the greatest powers is to be able to laugh in almost any situation. Um, and this may be totally off topic, but I, I read something about a Buddhist who was diagnosed with uh, cancer. And um, basically when he saw the doctor, he was told that he had probably a year to live at most. Um, so he'd better start getting his affairs in order. Well, the Buddhist laughed because he trained himself to not fear death, for one thing, but also to believe that the mindset can heal the body as well and help to heal the body. So he stuck to his own <clears throat> beliefs and attitude with that situation, and he actually lived for another 12 years. Um, and he was quite getting on a bit anyway. So, you know, when you think about it, People could say, well, what's the point? You know, I, I this is terrible. And of course it's terrible. And I feel grateful and lucky that I'm, I'm not in that situation, of course. But it was just a great reminder to me that if you can laugh in the face of some of the worst things possible, that's true, true power. I mean, it's something I may never attain. I, I may never understand fully. Um, but I also noticed on, on the program I watched the other day about, uh, you know, documentaries about stuff, health, that um, if, if you break your hand and you have a, uh, what do you call it, around it, like the plaster, you know? Mm, the cast, yeah. Yeah, the cast. It, it, and, and your hand can't move. If, if you, um, if, or you've broken it, if you imagine that you're able to move your hand again, you will start getting feelings back in your hand, um, regardless of what actually has happened to it, to a degree, because your mind will start to feed uh, the um, right messages through to your hand for it to start working. And it's a bit like when some people lose a limb, um, they, they still feel as if they can feel the pain of that limb being there because their mind is that powerful when focusing on an area that it can actually change the dynamic of that area to a degree. And I know there's some scientific basis around a lot of this. So um, if you're interested, guys, you Google that and see what you can find. And uh, you'll, you'll see how interesting it really is. Hmm. Right. We have got roughly 18 minutes left. It's not a hard and fast 18 minutes. It can go over. It's not. But uh, I just want to say to everybody who's joined us so far, thank you for coming and uh, getting involved in the conversation. We <laughs> are going to keep going. I'm going to cover a couple of things, but this is your opportunity now to drop in any comments, questions, experiences you'd like to discuss, anything. We are so keen for you to be interactive. With us. We don't want to just throw stuff out there. We want your opinions. We want your um, your input as much as possible. So, yeah. And uh, for those of you who joined us late, this happens every week. We've got a different guest every week. Sometimes we do a, a panel discussion like this. Uh, where I bring in past guests like Greg and Jim. We've got another panel discussion that I've already started the ball rolling for, which might be our last uh, show of the year. Oh. But it'll be in December sometime um, because I've got a couple of guests lined up that are quite exciting for um, the next couple of weeks. Um, but we're probably going to wind down season one of Soshing with Sun by episode 30, I would say. I think 30, 30 episodes in a season is enough and then I'll regroup and start looking for some some other guests for next year. And I'll let you know dates when we'll regroup next year. And uh, also, I need a bit of a holiday too. I've been doing this without fail every single week. Uh, so uh, it's one of my the, one of the one of my biggest commitments in life so far that I've managed to <laughs> manage to hold up. Um, 
yeah so uh yeah it's been great so please join us every week and get involved and it's 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 a lot of fun for us hopefully it's a lot of fun for you if it's adding value to your life please share it with other people um yeah because we i get nothing out of this except the joy of being able to educate myself and uh and the 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 perspectives and the the growth from that comes from meeting all these amazing people and discussing these amazing topics and sharing them with you so it's completely free and always will be and um yeah so happy days um we've got a comment from abby dent abby was a past guest on the show a couple of weeks ago she's a legendary kayaker from ecuador and she is saying uh, there is so much i want to comment on this i feel like there is a huge shift happening this year and this conversation is resonating with discussions i've had with so many friends lately as jim said this is the time to reclaim and find out who we are being a people pleaser for so long in the career and lifestyle I had, I can definitely see how I lost sight of what I wanted to do for myself and quality of life instead of what I thought was a positive energy portrayed the opposite. Finding ways to change this has been such a learning experience. Thank you guys for this amazing discussion. Well, thank you for that amazing comment. Thank you. Wow. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Um, the next thing uh, I wanted to say was uh, to discuss, there's a, there's a quote that I've had up on my other screen here this whole time, and it's going back to the, uh, to the topic of change. And um, one of the, the big things it says, it's by George C. Lichtenberg. That's just going to make me sound clever. I don't know who the hell he is, to be honest. Um, <laughs> Thanks. Sounds important. <laughs> Someone Google it and drop it in the comments. <laughs> it's something good. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good quote. It says, I cannot say whether things will get better if we change. What I can say is they must change if they are to get better. Mm. So basically, you can sit around and uh, things can be the same forever or you can take action. Well, and that comes down to, you know, sometimes I like it when you can use letters, you know, like patience, practice perseverance things mm. that stick in my mind so I, I always think that something i lacked was patience because i would say why isn't this happening now and that was a bit like that entitlement thing you mentioned um of, of going oh yeah but i sh i deserve this i deserve that but then you, you you almost learn through beating your own ass that you have to be patient because it's taking time you just sort of relax into it and say you know i, I can be patient because as long as you persevere and you practice every day on what you're trying to focus at achieving step by step incrementally you will get there you know mm. um, and it's only our perceived limitations and conditions that we have taken from the past that tend to block our, our own potential and um so yeah i mean that's certainly what's helped me the most and realizing that some of the things i believed for so many years uh, as a kid which made me fearful and, and, and anxious and depressed and things they weren't real they were just someone else's beliefs uh, and actions that were around me mm. so i just looked at them as an impressionable kid and went oh that must be real uh, right so we're supposed to fear everybody and um you know every situation we're supposed to be anxious <clears throat> in so i grew up thinking oh i, I can't handle you know I'd, I'd be trembling with fear in in college and uh, interviews and I thought isn't being very kind to myself you know like yeah we, you know fear is a gauge you know we can we can um 
we can sort of say, well, I'm fearful, but we can also go, I welcome you, fear. I, I accept you. Mm. Come and join me now. Like the anxiety, come and join me. And it, my panic attacks that I used to have just disappeared one day when I said, I'm not scared of them anymore happening because it was the fear of the fear. So, mm. you know, there are uh, lots of little neat tricks that we can apply if we really want to, and they can make such a huge difference. Wow. I, oh, can I jump on that, Paul, real quick? Okay. Uh, Greg, love what you said about welcoming fear, welcoming the anxiety. Uh, one thing I've learned myself is that their emotions are not inherently good or bad. Emotions um, are just signals to us. So when we feel fear, that's just instead of saying, instead of feeling bad that we feel fear, mm -hmm. or instead of feeling fear for the fear, the way to look at it is, okay, this fear is a signal. What does it mean? I'm probably doing something I've never done before. And again, we have, when we bring self-awareness to those situations, self-awareness always leads to choice. And so mm -hmm. we choose what meaning we, what meaning we want to give to that. Every time I go on a speaking, speaking engagement with like three people or, or as many as this is, I feel a little bit of like nervousness. Sure. And I used to feel like, well, that nervousness, the meaning I used to create was that nervousness means that I'm not good enough or I'm scared or, or I'm not brave enough. And now I think before I come on a call like this, I feel a little bit of that nervousness. I'm like, awesome. That means I'm pushing my bit limits. That means yes. I'm getting out of my comfort zone. And then with that meaning I give it, I get to feel good. I'm like, awesome. This, I'm challenging myself. I want to mm. challenge myself. I want to push my limits. Mm. And, and, the, and the thing is like, reeling this back into the topic of change like if you want to go through change you have to do things that are new and mm -hmm. and so if you want to transform your body or your career or, or whatever or your relationships with your significant other or your family um you don't have to be great to start but you have to start to be great everybody starts from the beginning right and so that's something i would remind people to to think about and another thing is uh, I also, I'm just sharing you with all of you the things I tell myself all the time. So another one I have is, is don't measure your self-worth on what you already know. Measure your self-worth on what you're willing to learn. And so if anybody ever makes fun of you for starting small, for not knowing, for asking a dumb question, for making a mistake, just remember that people that are doing better than you will never make fun of you. First mm. of all, mm. second of all, measure your self-worth based on what you're willing to learn. So if you're willing to go out there and make mistakes and learn, like that's where your worth comes from. Don't mm. ever let a judgment from somebody bring you down to their level. Mm. Um, and I'm not saying this because people do it because they're evil. Um, I think Greg, you said this earlier, that it's just something that happened in their life that, that they're dealing with. So mm. just reclaim that that choice of of what you want to give what meaning you want to give things and go try new things like this yeah. this has been the shakeup year this has been the year where uh god the universe whatever you believe in was like okay humanity like let's flip everything over now go <laughs> like we've been pushed to go out and try new things to go out and develop new skills and try and, and transform ourselves so um just change is happening for us, not to us. And that's, an, that's one of the most important beliefs 
that I've ever learned and incorporated into my life. Whenever something happens, don't think it's happening to you. Remind mm. yourself that it's happening for you. It's happening for you okay. to learn something. It's happening for you to struggle, having mm. a meaningful, have a meaningful struggle so that you can not only become stronger yourself, but you can support somebody else who goes to that next. Mm. Everything that you deal with and you overcome, you are now empowered to teach your kids about how to overcome something like that. Mm. Things, things are always happening for us. And that's, that's the core belief I'd love to share with everybody. Again, uh, learn that from Tony Robbins. Um, I've mentioned him twice because he's awesome. But I uh, <laughs> just want to share those tools with all of you because part of change is, is initiating it ourselves, having the courage to start, make mistakes, and just remember, like, you don't have to be great to start, but you got to start to be great. So just just to add on to that, that you don't have to be great to start and you have to start to be great. And uh, everyone starts out shit and grows from there. Just go and look at episode one of this broadcast podcast. <laughs> just just go watch that and then come and watch the last four and look how different, <laughs> how shit I was at the beginning. And not that I'm great now, but that I've grown a lot over the last 27 episodes. I just realized this is episode 27. So we might have to go over 30, 30 this season. We don't know. I'll see what I can do. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's massive. It's a huge thing. Um, we've got a, a comment here from Anaretha Furi. She is saying, I'm on a journey changing a lot of things in my life. Jim, I get you when you say laugh off negative situations. I tend to concentrate on my breathing to deal with the situation and attempting not to get upset. But it still bothers me afterwards. Thank you guys for the positive input I've heard. I will listen to this again. Hope you're recording this, Paul. I will apply. God bless. I do record all of these. These go from here. They'll always be on my Facebook page in this format. But um, they're also available the next day on YouTube. And they are also next day available on all major podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So if you have those and you want to listen to them whenever, please... Please subscribe to my channels and to my podcasts and stuff. It really does go a long way to help keeping us this keeping this thing going, um, just so that we're not falling on deaf ears at the end of the day. Um, there was something else that I wanted to add to that, but I can't remember now. A quick comment about uh, what Anna Retha, Anna Retha, sorry if I got it wrong, <clears throat> said: uh, feeling still upset afterwards. Um, I would just focus on what meaning you're giving to it. Um, you know, mm. for the, the, the laughing, at, the laughing at unfortunate things, it's, I mean, it's not just uh, ha ha ha. And then I'm good. Like I, I have to share, like, that's taken so much practice. Like everything mm. that I ever talk about is something that I'm always practicing. And sometimes I laugh at the guy who cuts me off. Sometimes I don't right away um, because I forget and, and I'm not, and I don't get it perfectly every time. So I think just one thing I would love to add to that is just it's 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 a practice. It's a practice to remember to choose what things mean. It's a practice to remember that uh, people's comments can't hurt us and don't de determine our self worth. And just give yourself grace with that. I love that they. I love the word practice. I love how they say practice medicine, practice yoga, practice medicine and law because it means you never you're never perfect, and that's. That's yeah. something you strive for, yet you never can achieve. The goal is to just always be a practitioner. And, and when you think about it that way, it, for me, it allows my, me to give myself grace when I do make mistakes. When I do forget that tool, I just say, ah, 
it, practice doesn't make perfect. It, it makes progress. And as Paul said earlier, we're either progressing or we're regressing and progress equals happiness at the end of the day. So just, yeah. uh, yeah. Growth equals fulfillment. Exactly. Progress and equals happiness. Growth equals fulfillment. But everything is a gift in a way. Um, you know, everything is a gift because actually challenges. Something else I do is putting these letters together. Like we were saying, patience, practice, perseverance, and whatever change equals challenges. Simple. If you, if you can embrace that, you know that in business, in life, you're always going to get challenges. So you can see them as that gift. And on top of that, remember that failure, it may be something that a teacher told you was a bad thing or, or, you know, a parent told you was a bad thing as a kid, but failures are awesome because they are the things that help us gain experience in education and help us adjust and tweak what we're doing so we can then go on with more wisdom. So learn to associate loving failure because you're not a failure if, if you cry or get upset or, or get depressed or anything like that. So don't ever attach a, a low self-worth to feeling as though you failed. It's just that it's another lesson that's coming up to try and teach you something. So that's just something that's helped me um, as well. And uh, yeah, hope it can help you guys. Okay, two things. Uh, nobody ever learned anything from getting it right the first time. That's a fact. Right. So, um, so don't don't value that. Don't value success on the first attempt as much as as failures are. Failures are far more valuable. You learn. You get something out of it. Yep. There's feedback. There's there's something that you can use for progression. Right. So, so in fact, if you get it right the first time, be a little bit upset. Um, <laughs> second thing to go on the perfection route that Jim was talking about my mantra is always to strive for excellence not perfection because in my mind perfection is a destination whereas excellence is a constant progression and a mm. state of being so whatever I'm trying to do I try to do it with the excellence that I have in the tool bag now and the progression to try and get better at that so my level of excellence increases but uh, never striving for a per perfection because perfection is a fragile mistress that even once obtained will end up Shagging your mate. Um, <laughs> uh, sorry, I'm in a funny mood today. I've never heard that one before. I want those written on, uh, on, a, on, a, on a motivational meme. Perfection is a fragile mistress that will end up shagging your mate. Quote, quote of the day. To wrap up, because we're we're running out of time. In theory, we've got two minutes left, but obviously, I'm not going to be sticky about that. Um, I'm going to drop a bombshell on you, gentlemen. I want to know from you: Can you give me one example of something you changed in the past? Maybe a bit of what you learned about it, and something that you're currently trying to change and work on currently. Shall I go first, or yeah, if you if you got something, go for it. Yeah. Um, well, well, something I overcame, certainly, um, were, were, you know, mostly the mental things, not the physical. So the anxiety, depression, um, panic attacks, and, and I think uh, a loss of not feeling an identity. I don't know why that was growing up in the way I did. So I, I worked on that. And, and I worked on, um, after reading different books about self-love and so on, and acceptance, the biggest catalyst I had to, you know, to change was actually saying that I love myself, you know, and, and um, a lot of people, especially men, find I think that hard to accept to be something that is manly or in some way 
okay, you know, or whatever. But I can honestly say that the, the repetition of, of saying I love and respect myself um, when I was back in my 20s and going through different terrible situations, uh, that was the greatest catalyst because I felt a sense of love and appreciation. And it helped me to actually behave differently to to walk differently, you know, with my chest out and confidently look at people more and consistently changing a habit from I'm not good enough, why would anyone buy from me, you know, I don't know who I am, so on and so forth, was love and acceptance. So that actually changed my entire life and actually saved my life, you know, I would say. So that's the greatest change I've ever overcome without question. And I think that if, if people can overcome that, that and, and learn to love themselves unconditionally for who and what they are you know it's a great healthy way to be and and it's authentic again like we were saying it's being finding out who you really are you know without having to worry about what role you're performing in or or what you're being to others you know mm. you know the, the most important role is the role you have with yourself isn't it the relationship and another change i want to overcome um is essentially the idea that I really don't need things um, because I still feel like, oh, I should get this. I should buy that. Or, you know, I, I really want to get this thing because there's so many choices now. Uh, and, and I think, oh, I'll, I'll love it when I've got X, Y, Z. You know, these music decks, I like to mix music, like ambient stuff and house music. And I, I want those those ones, you know. And so you can go online and look for things all the time. And, and you know, we all know that Amazon is like a, you know, a seductive, I'm not going to say mistress, but it's a, <laughs> it's a lovely thing, right? <laughs> so they can become like drugs and addictions. And, and I was, the other day I was just cleaning my oven and I found the most immense joy in just doing this, like maybe a Japanese Buddhist or something, just taking the, the, the rubbish off of it and seeing the difference and thinking, I appreciate this, this, this product. I love mm -hmm. it. And I've looked after it and I don't, you know, and, and it's about, seeing what's right here right now and being in the moment more is certainly something that I'm trying to refine and, and create a better goal on. How about you, Jim? Greg, that was really inspiring. Uh, what you shared, it, it actually, um, it really brought to mind what one of the, my biggest changes has been, which is my relationship with myself. Um, I was very shy for, all of grammar school and high school, even into university um, and beyond, even into my 20s. Um, I always wanted to be liked and I got so good at that. I got so good at being like a chameleon. Uh, yeah. That was like, I could go into any group of people and just kind of blend in and feel and, and be seen as one of them on the outside from them but I never felt like one of them on the inside. So what happened for so much of my life was that I was just, I didn't feel like I had this belonging. And I was just in this routine of like, you know, talking about not wanting to leave our comfort zone. My comfort zone was analyzing people and learning how to be who I thought they wanted me to be. That was something I mastered uh, because of this insecurity I had. And, and oh, man, that took so much self-worth work to, to bring awareness to it. And um, I just realized like I was living somebody else's life 
I even got into careers, a career, and I got into relationships um, doing what I thought I was supposed to be doing according to somebody else's standard. I lived so much of my life like that. Um, and it was only recently, like maybe just four years ago, uh, when, I when I was 28, 29, where I started to be like, hang on a second, who do I want to be? I moved to a new city. That's what catalyzed it. I moved from Chicago to Miami and I had a fresh start. And I was in this new city where nobody knew me. And I thought, well, I can go back to this skill I have of blending in, or I can just invent or be somebody and then like be a new gym in, in Miami. And that's when I started to really do the deep work, like reading books and going to Tony Robbins seminars and all these things. And uh, I did realize that I had this underlying belief that I wasn't enough and I needed to prove myself to people. Mm -hmm. And that if I wasn't witty around girls or if I wasn't clever or, you know, muscular, I wouldn't be respected by guys. And, and, you know, that I'm kind of an ambivert. I have extroverted and extroverted qualities and my, my extroverted side would always judge the introverted side to be like, dude, like you didn't like, what do you, why were you so weird? Like be cool. You know, why can't you be cooler? Uh, <laughs> and, and I just had this internal conflict and, and so this is, this is something that a journey I'll be on for the rest of my life um, because it's a practice, practice getting to know ourselves. But the change I've been able to, uh, like, it's been really accelerated in the last couple of years for me, just really like embracing and accepting who I am and, and all of me. I always ask myself, how can I appreciate all of me even more right now? And when I ask myself that question and I, and I answer it. And I say like, well, I appreciate that sometimes I am shy. Sometimes I am in my own head and, and that's okay. So um, it's, but the, one of the outcomes of doing this type of work has been, I was able to leave a career that I wasn't super passionate about uh, and start my own business this year. And I also manifested a relationship with the person, the woman of my dreams. And I've, I've wanted this for eight years and I always thought it was a matter of, of finding her. And what I realized was it was a matter of finding me and being who I needed to be, being the person that I needed to be that would attract the person, the woman that I wanted. And this is like a very recent development for me. So this is like right, I, right from the heart here for everybody. Like that, that it's, it's just been the best thing you can ever do is just to get to know you. And, and I find that so much of our adulthood is just returning to the things that brought us joy when we were kids. And, and for me, that's dancing, being, telling silly jokes, just giving without giving love to people and just being the sensitive, ambiverted person I am. Uh, I wasn't expecting this question, Paul, but that's, that's right from the heart. Um, one of the best things I've ever one of the best changes I've ever been navigating through. And, and uh, yeah, that's, it's been a powerful journey for me. Wow. That's, Jim. that's beautiful, man. Congratulations. I'm, I'm yeah. stoked for you. Thank you. Um, I suppose it's my turn. Yes. Yes. <laughs> We're not letting you off the hook. <laughs> Thought maybe I was going to sneak out of it. Um, okay, so past change was pretty much what Jim was saying was uh, changing myself, my opinion of myself, my uh, 
changing my way of thinking and uh, the, the entitlement we spoke about earlier, um, which, which brought about massive changes in my health, massive changes in my um, perspective, massive changes in the way I attack things. So one little change in, um, in my relationship with discomfort really sparked the journey that has really put me on a path and led to where we're sitting right now, I suppose. So that's that's a past change I can talk about. A current change that I'm committing myself to is, is changing the way I communicate with the people I love and the ones who are important to me. Mm. And by by doing that, I'm making a commitment to be to be honest, open, vulnerable, real, no frills, no no masks, no no bullshit. What you see is what you get. That's 100% standing in who I am and and meeting meeting hopefully everybody but especially the people that are important to me with that. I think I you know this whole thing of meeting everybody like that's a little bit woo woo because there are situations where you have to put on a mask, you have to play a game, you have to follow certain rules to get things done. When you walk into a boardroom in a business, sure, be a human, be uh, bring your humanity to the table, but also it's a game. You there's there's rules. There's there's going to be, uh, you know, you have to do what you got to do to 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 do what needs to get the outcomes you require. But um, yeah, it's uh, at the end of the day, as long as you're doing it with with the right level of humanity, it doesn't matter. So that's my commitment at the moment is to to really work on that because that's I am traditionally quite a closed person. I don't open up very easily. I don't communicate very well. Talking a lot and communicating is not the same thing. I know I talk a lot, but I don't communicate properly. <laughs> so, so that's where I'm at, and that's that's what I what I'm adding to this. Fabulous. Well, it's lovely to hear you guys talking about you know your goals and uh, what you're going to sort of make changes on. That's awesome. What you've managed to achieve, I'm just super stoked for you guys. You know. And on that note, I yeah. think it's time to start wrapping up. Before I go, I need to say, though, that when this whole COVID stupid shit is over, <laughs> we, <laughs> we, the three of us need to go on a trip somewhere. We need to go together on a trip somewhere in the world, meet up, be in each other's physical presence, and, and spend some good time talking and, uh, and hanging out. Because I think... I think uh, if, if we don't change the world, then I don't know what the fuck will. <laughs> <laughs> I would like, love um, to visit you guys over in the UK. Yeah, man. Yeah. You're welcome either of you um, to our humble abode. Yeah, that'll be sweet if you come over this side. That'll be amazing. Yeah, yeah well. Sweet. And on that note, everybody, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us today. We're here every week. Um, it's been amazing. Thank you, Jim, for joining us. I know it's a uh, funny timing for you. It's like middle of the day there. And uh, Greg, you and I at least are on the same time zone. Um, yeah, it's, it's been, I've really, really enjoyed today. I feel like I've really gained a lot from this experience today. It's not just been a, uh, it's, yeah, it's been amazing. So um, I'm stoked. And we need to do a lot more of these. Thank you so much for, for having me and, and thank you to everybody watching and commenting. That's that's one of my favorite parts, just to hear from all of you, uh, sure. be it questions or comments. But thank you, Paul and Greg, for you guys. I feel like we could talk about anything and I know that you'll just, you'll really tell 
lay it out there, the, the honest truth from you. And I appreciate that about you guys so much. So thank, thank you for you. having me. Likewise, mate. Thank you both. And thank you for listening, everybody. Appreciate Alrighty it. then. Good night, everybody. Oh, I just clapped the mic. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. <laughs>